Hello and welcome to Balderdash Academy. I'm your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me is our faculty, Professor of English Language Arts, Molly McGill. Hello, party people. <laughs> Coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Steve Corning. Normally I don't care, but tonight I'm here to win. <laughs> Professor of Steam, Nate Green. Uh, the what is winter? <laughs> yes. No. And our reigning champion by the biggest lead in Balderdash <laughs> Academy history, she won by four hundred points. <laughs> that was insane. Professor That's of crazy. Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Arm. Yes. So happy to be joining you all here as always. Bring it on, coach. <laughs> I was clapping for you. That was not sarcastic. That was you deserved it. I was trying to be he a good was giving you the clap as best he could. It's very Our visiting professor today is Joe Swenson. Joe is an actor, improviser, director, producer, president of the production company Broken Arts Entertainment, author of letter number 3 and the key links to everything he does is in the description Joe has agreed to be our scorekeeper tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. They will compete in a series of games at the end of each. Joe will assign points to a competitor he feels is most worthy. He is not looking for the correct answer and will likely only find it if one of our faculty members accidentally blurts it out. Instead, he's looking for the best answer. Now, the points are arbitrary. They can be given at any time to anyone for any reason. At the end of the show, the faculty member with the highest point total will be named the reigning champion, defending her title. Is three-time reigning champion, Marie Stewart Harmon. Yay. All right, our first pop quiz is from Professor Molly McGill of English Language Arts. Molly, what do you have for us? Oh, greetings, faculty, my favorite faces, and welcome visiting Professor Joe Swenson. I missed your face. Good to see you again. As you all know, we kicked this show off with a word of the day, so we're going to just dive right in. We'll see if you have been studying like you always do. Joe, I'm going to read a word. They're going to tell us what they think the definition is. I'm going to go back to you after I recap them, and you're going to give points to what you think is the best answer, not necessarily the correct answer. Tonight's Word of the day is Walla Walla. Tonight's walla, walla. word of the day is Walla Walla. Walla Walla. Walla Walla. Walla Nate, Walla. You look like you're really Me? onto something there. Yep. Uh, that is amazing that I looked that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so this is... Um, actually a new type of uh, uh, kind of bounce house thing. You know those things that you run up to, you jump on it, you're wearing like a Velcro suit, and you hit the wall? This is a little different in the sense that it's that, but combined with a slip and slide. And it's called the Walla Walla because you start on a wall, you jump, and I was wrong, you start on the floor, but you jump, you hit the wall, and then you slide down and there's trampolines right below it. So then you just keep bouncing up and down the wall. And because you hit the wall more than once, it's called the Walla Walla. 
Ah, yes, of course. Sense. The Velcro slip and slide. Marie, yep. what do you got for us? Uh, Walla Walla is actually a battle cry. It is a battle cry um, exclusively used on Black Friday amongst families <laughs> targeting big TVs at Walmart. Um, it's how it's it's a it's a communication battle cry. You're at one end of the store. I'm at the other. Walla Walla, you got me. Come, yeah, I'm running. I'm running for that TV. Walla Walla. And it's also like a it's a, a call and response. Walla Walla. Got it. Got it. That is that is absolutely terrifying. Bob, what do you yes. have? So I understand the mispronunciation. It happens to all of us. I have taken Norse mythology and um, Vala Vala is the suburbs of Valhalla. So what happens is there's a time in a, in a Viking's life, in, a, in the Norseman's life, where they didn't necessarily die in battle. But they died violently and heroically while doing something else. Those people couldn't go to Valhalla to wait for Ragnarok, but they did go to Vala Vala, a lovely golf course. I, th- I think you'd really enjoy it. Mm, it does sound yeah. quite enticing. Steve. Um, thank you for calling on me. Uh, this is actually a Native American word. And uh, I just learned about this recently. This was basically the equivalent of a uh, convenience store in the 1500s. Um, so the Native Americans would, you know, pull up in their canoe, gas up, grab a couple <laughs> rabbit pelts for, you know, the night in case it gets chilly, grab some snacks, you know, some corn on the cob, that kind of thing. And they'd go off on their merry way. And this was actually the first example of convenience stores in America. And uh, these, this was in the Pennsylvania region. And today yes. we, we still use these same exact convenience stores. They're called Wawa's. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And I, I'm, I'm, you're welcome for calling on you. You were the last to be called on. So, Joe. <laughs> Joe, we have Nate's Velcro No Slippy No Slidey Trampoline Double Wall. We have Marie's Black Friday Crowd Cry. We have Bob's Norway Suburban Hell. And we have Steve's the predate to the Wawa. Steve's answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's start with that. Uh, let's just start giving out some points. Uh, Molly, first of all, I want to give you 10 bonus points for being a wonderful host of the first game. Ten Thank you so much. Nice yeah. Molly. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Molly, you have something on your nose right there. Yeah. Can you get that? It's you got not it. quite black, but it's kind of on that end of the, the Roy J. Biff. <laughs> It's called an effervescent glow. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do this in order. Uh, Nate, man, you had me going so well all the way up to the point where you said, and I quote, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you should never say that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm not, not too keen on the engineering, that. so I think you've lost five points. Now, I'm not sure if you go oh. under zero, but you are now. Minus five. Negative five. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry. It's like a golf score, right? Yeah, it's like a golf score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marie, the battle cry on Black Friday, and then the call and respond, and you demonstrated. That's an easy 10 points. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, that was fantastic. Walla! 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walla exactly. at your boy. Life is easy. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> first of all, I'm a huge nerd. I love it when you nerd out, and that's what you did. Um, and I, appre- <laughs> and I appreciate that so much, but you get an additional, so you're going to get the 10 points for that, but you get an additional 
key bonus points for making a reference to a golf course that is also called Valhalla. <laughs> So great job. I knew that would great get job. you, Joe. It's from the patronize region of Norway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, having been a frequent visitor of Wawa's, um, I was a huge fan of Steve's answer, gassing up the canoes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, getting, getting your rabbit pelts. <laughs> and just kind of a Venus store of sorts. So... Steve, you get 15 points. Congratulations. Nice. That was nice awesome. Job. Nice. <laughs> nice job. Uh, so what does it really oh. mean, Molly? Oh, yeah. I, just, I was <laughs> just so happy about all those points we got. I feel just so just You're just so generous. And I was also thinking about... I mean, about I know it's a battle cry, but... I also was thinking about Steve when he said snacks like corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. America's for right. snacks. Yeah. Walla Walla is actually, which, uh, Joe, I think you would appreciate coming from an incredible theater background, being a playwright and uh, putting on productions left and right. It's theater slang for what extras whisper in crowd scenes to pretend they're talking. Oh. Walla Walla. I'm wow. also from Washington State where there is a Walla Walla. Well, so there you go. I throw that out there. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Shout Speaking out of line. Joe, uh, before we move into our next game, I will spin an opening icebreaker question for, uh, for Joe from the Balderdash randomizer. So the spin will generate a random question uh, that Joe will try to answer in 30 seconds or less. Now, these questions can be anything from... From random to personal to career to whatever we come up with. So, here we go. The randomizer says... All right, so the icebreaker question is... In 1923, jockey Frank Hayes won a race at Belmont Park, New York. What made this win noteworthy... You have 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, first Easy. of all, yeah, Frank Hayes was, uh, this, this made, uh, this was significant because Frank Hayes was the first jockey to ever weigh in at under 100 pounds in riding a horse at uh, Belmont Park in New York. Um, prior to that, jockey size really wasn't a big, big deal. So they use science to understand that the jockey, the smaller the jockey, the faster the horse can go. <laughs> under 30 totally seconds right. wow nailed it. i gotta be honest with you i'm giving joe 20 points that was a damn good answer <laughs> joe takes yeah. the lead <laughs> that wasn't the right answer um what made it noteworthy was he was dead <laughs> so uh he suffered a heart attack mid-race but his body stayed in the saddle until his horse crossed the finish line for a 20 to 1 outsider victory wow that's wow. Holy so the moral really? of the story there that's is commitment. if you want to win kill your jockey so <laughs> i don't think that's i don't think that's it I no no we're it's taking one of that the back hey, hold on back. hold on alan Disclaimer. Thank you. So, yes. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> our first game is called Four Questions. Now, Joan, uh, Joe, Joan is not here tonight. Joan couldn't be with us. Instead, we have Joe Swenson. You're going to like him. He's one of our friends. So our first game is called Four Questions. Joe is well known for his artistic intensity, his love of numbers, the fact that his name is Joe and not Joan, 
and a devotion to Seattle sports. So in honor of our visiting professor today, today's four questions will be about the great city of Seattle. Okay. So Seattle was uh, continuously inhabited for 4,000 years. Now, the first Europeans didn't show up until 1792. So, who stopped in the area in 1792? What was the name of the explorer who landed in Seattle area? Uh, Marie, what do you have? Uh, It was obviously Iwana, the Inuit, um, who just traveled south for a minute, wanted to do some exploring, found that um, Seattle was too warm, too warm that far south. Um, so they returned right up, right up into into the colder weather where they felt more comfortable. Uh, Awana, the Inuit. Awana, yes. the Inuit, made a hard left three thousand mile turn. I wound up in yes. Seattle. It's an excellent answer, Molly. What do you have? Oh, it was actually the Hendersons. See, they embarked on a cross-country trip, really wanted to see all all America had to offer. So they went the northern route, and then the northern mm-hmm. route really peaked in Seattle, but it was just really, you know, they came, they saw, they thought Makes where sense. the Space Needle should be, and then they carried on. It was a highlight of their trip, and they sent postcards from there, so it was lovely. <laughs> all right, the Hendersons got themselves in a hairy situation. Steve, what do you have? Okay, this is actually Alexander Hamilton, okay? And I, I know this because I did take a history class one time. Um, I had too many gym credits, so I had to take a history class. Alexander Hamilton, New York was getting a little, you know, a lot of people were moving there. It was getting a little overwhelming. He wanted to try and find somewhere new to hang out. Uh, so he took a quick ship around the corner and uh, bang, right into right into Seattle, future Seattle, I should say. There was actually going to be a song in Hamilton um, about this excursion, um, but it got cut for time, obviously. It was called the Supersonic Cabinet Rap Battle. Could you give us All just right. a little taste of that, Steve? Yeah, let's yes, hear please, it. please, Steve. Oh, no. I'm really looking forward to this. I really, <laughs> oh, no. oh well, I yes. Mean, you are obviously the expert, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, I need, a, I need a beat, though. Somebody, somebody go late. Just give me something. Oh, no, I'm not going to rap with my own. <laughs> Yo, my name is Alex Hamilton. I'm here to say I want to go to Seattle like every day. It's super rainy and nice, but you got to throw your thumbs up. Everybody want to put their guns up in the air. Screw the king. He sucks. I want to go and play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yo. <laughs> not the Seattle I, Supersonics. I can see why it got cut. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, that good, right. but I memorized it for posterity. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> obviously it. Hamilton took his shot and missed. Nate, what do you <laughs> have? <laughs> nice. I can't I cannot believe you're making me go after that. I mean I will. <laughs> um Would you like to but, rap it? I got another beat set up. <laughs> no, no. I'm I, honestly I'm just gonna phone this in because there's no beating that. Um it was Bartholomew Hunt and Leslie Edwards. Um and uh, they were the first ones out there. They were actually competing against Lewis and Clark. Uh, their their um, their ancestors would later go on to make the biopic of them called uh, Almost Heroes. And their ancestors are Matthew Perry and um, uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> All right. Bartholo Mule, the brother of Bartholo Horse. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. We have uh, all very, very 
spoken answers. Yeah, uh, so very, very well done. Um, Double varies on that. So we have Marie with Awana the Inuit, Molly with the Hendersons, Steve with Alexander Hamilton, and Nate with Bartholomew. The actual answer was George Vancouver. Oh. Famous British explorer, George Vancouver. Joe, how would you like to score? Well, I think we're going to start off with um, Marie's Awana the Inuit. Um, I mean, yeah, that was a decent answer. I'm going to give you seven points. Yeah. Seven points. Seven seven points. Uh, Then we went to Molly with the Hendersons. And, man, you had me. You had me with the Hendersons. If only you had made Bigfoot. It was too obvious. I know. And I, <laughs> wanted, I made the joke. And I wanted obvious. Bob had to give you the assist, but don't worry. Harry I'm was on the roof. Second. So I'm going to give you nine points. I'm going to give you nine right. points for nine that. But wait, points. but wait, there's more. There is more. Um, Steve, your answer was terrible, man. <laughs> that was a, I mean, Alexander Hamilton. But then, mm-hmm. but then, and this is where four bonus points go to Molly. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, Molly instigated the rap. Uh, ooh, instigation points. Instigation points. Instigation I'm gonna points. Later, Molly. So we're going to be at minus five until those smooth, those dope lyrics. And then I had you at 10. I, had you, I went ooh. from minus five to 10, but then ooh. back down to five because you ended with Milwaukee Bucks instead of something uh, else that rhymes with five. I know. I should have found a rhyme for Supersonics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I mean, the know. rhyme with bucks, I have to beep. Exactly. Exactly. I sucks. I censored myself. I really wanted to not say that. But... So, so five five points for Steve. Five points for Steve on that. Oh, are you guys talking about the word average? Yeah. Okay. All right. Alan's I won't say that. that you got you got to play with a button tonight. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> You're I want uh, my own button, Nate. You went the convincing route, at least trying to convince. Um, and I'm going to give you eight points for that. So you're out of the uh, you're out of the hole. Congrats! I got three. There's, there's a lot of regret in that in that section. No regrets. <laughs> no like regrets. Caesar's pizza. This is just the first of four. Wow! This, All right. This question is... number two. Here we go. Seattle was named after the Duwamish chief. What was it called by colonizers before the name change? Molly, what do you have? Uh, It was called Joe's Place. Uh, So this guy named Joe landed there and he's like, man, this is a sweet spot for a bar. I'm going to put up a cantina. So that's what he did. He erected it and everyone's like, hey, who put up this awesome cantina? He's like, Joe, ah, Joe's Place. And so it just kind of spread as people started building their houses around that because everyone wanted to be around the watering hole. Joe's Place. All right, you go into the Olympic range. No, eat it, Joe's. Steve, what do you have? Um, it was originally uh, named after some of the animals that lived in that region, which were um, sea cows. Um, so, of course, <laughs> it was named sea cattle. Um, and then the same guy who named um, Arkansas, who's not able to pronounce words, kind of came in and did a rebrand. And he's like, I turned Arkansas into Arkansas. So what I'm going to do for you guys, let's just take out that little C. We're going to call this Seattle. People don't think about cows anymore. They're going to come to your city. All right. The long extinct, extinct sea cattle. And Nate, what do you have? Yeah. <laughs> long extinct. Uh, so before before it was named Seattle, it was uh, named Natir. 
because when they went to settle it, um, they were on, they couldn't agree as to if they should settle it there or not. And most of the people said, we're not settling here. So they decided to settle there and just call it not here. Uh, so that way, whenever you went there, <laughs> you ask, where am I? Not here. All right. Ooh. Hiding in plain sight. Marie, what are your, what's your answer? What do you have? Um, well, as being one of the most important cities in Washington, um, people originally were just using the first two, first two letters of Washington. They were calling it Walla Walla. Um, and, and it was, it was because people were, were very excited about being there and they'd Walla! Walla! See? And it was the origination of this battle cry that came out of there. Um, Walla Walla. And then they realized that that was just, it was too confusing. Walla Walla, Washington. Um, mm. So they, they went with Seattle. Makes sense. It's, uh, they thought ahead to the future of cartoons. So we mm. have Molly with Joe's Place, Steve with Sea Cattle, Nate with Not Here, and Marie with Walla. 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 Uh, all. <laughs> Answers, all spoken. <laughs> the actual answer was New York. Oh, it was named we already had New that. York until <laughs> it, it didn't stop him in, uh, down the road in Portland. Man, those white guys are so <laughs> boring. So Couldn't come up with anything original. Which could have been Boston oh, wow. if the <laughs> coin landed on the other side. Wow. All right, Joe, how would you like to score? All right, let's start off with uh, Molly, who uh, went with Joe's place. Um, and my favorite part is that she used the word spread out, which immediately took me to the sequel to Joe's place, which is Joe's apartment. Um, yes. <laughs> cockroaches. So you're going to get 11 points for that, Molly. Good job. Yes. 11 yeah, points. Sir. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back to Steve. Oh. That one was special. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nate's not here, which I actually thought was he was saying something French at first, uh, which then I was like, wow, that's even that's I feel like that's out of your professorship. Right. That's that's not part of your mm -hmm. your subject. So but then it became not here. And that's more so, in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. More in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking that there would be no points awarded here as well. So not here. Right. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Three. Um, Marie, Walla Walla. My favorite part is that you actually just, why would they name a town Walla Walla, Washington? It's a lot of stuff. There's actually Walla Walla, Washington in South Washington. Uh, it's a pretty big city, too. Um, so not going to make any fans with the Washington people, but I liked it. So I'm going to give you eight points. We're almost uh, into New Hampshire, eight so points. we'll eventually yeah, make it there. Right. We've, only, we've yeah. almost made it out of state. Uh, see, cattle was easily the best answer of this crazy crazy question um and, and then you brought in the guy from that couldn't pronounce stuff <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome i died and as a result you get 40 points <gasps> holy Whoa. macaroni 40, well, 40 points <laughs> it's still anybody's game i got three <laughs> All right. Well, with Hal's, you won with a series of fours. So that's, true. that's a lot of fours. All right. So our third question. So the famous Pike's Place Market is the oldest continually operating farmer's market in America. It was started in 1907. For what reason? Steve, why was Pike's Place Market started? 
so there was a cabbage shortage um and people didn't know where to get their sea cabbage <laughs> everything in in this area is uh, sea related um and so the the pike place market opened up specifically selling cabbage and they would import it from mexico kind of uh, first over the border deal uh, between america and mexico where they would import the sea cabbage have it go up the coast into washington and they built a specific market just to market the sea cabbage all right nori any cabbage nate what do you have uh it was um place there uh by alexander hamilton to market his uh cds of his uh, original music um and uh, i got another one for you, if you no, the, well no. actually no 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 that's perfect i was just gonna say his his title song about sea cabbage and his allergies to it was a huge hit and steve can you can you sing it for us oh sure 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 of course yeah okay uh-huh yeah just turn me up in the Okay. My name is Alex Ham, and I'm here to say Cabbage makes me kind of itchy all day If you know what, I'll drink this tonic Then I'll go play for the Supersonics <laughs> Well done Alright It sold really well <laughs> Alright, Marie, what's your answer? Um, Pike's Place was actually an underground market when it started. Um, now it is above ground and um, f- sells all kinds of things, including coffee. Um, but when it started, <laughs> it was um, for grunge music specifically. Um, it was a new, new genre of music at the time. The world wasn't really ready for it. So Seattle had an underground grunge scene market specifically to broadcast this new music specifically coming out of seattle um then it actually got popular and it moved above ground all right funny you should say that seattle has a vast underground left over from the fire molly what do you have that smelled like teen spirit um so (laughs) if you guys didn't know bubblegum exploded onto the scene in Seattle. Everyone was doing it. You couldn't walk down the street without seeing somebody walking and chewing gum at the same time. These people were skilled. So what Pike's Place originally was, was a place for people to put their spent bubble gum because otherwise it would be all over the ground. So what they did was they, they started with one wall and they just kept sticking it and sticking it and Pike's Place became the place to put your bubble gum. It then expanded to sell stuff because they're like, there's so many people here. Let's let's sell, sell some pierogies. And, you know, it went from there. That makes <laughs> sense. An answer that blows. We have four answers, all very well spoken. One very well wrapped. We have Steve's sea cabbage shortage. We have Nate with Hamilton to market CDs of his founding music. Marie's underground market until it became popular, then never mind, and Molly's <laughs> bubblegum. The actual answer was uh, Pike's Place was created to stop price gouging wholesalers. Bastards. Why were they selling holes? No idea. Well, they were big. You keep things in them. Joe, um, how would you like to score? <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, bring sea cabbage uh, it imported from Mexico. Sea cabbage imported from Mexico. I have a question for you before I score it. Sure. What yeah. does that taste like? Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit like a zucchini. Ew. It's like that a leafy zucchini. Legit. Yeah. yeah. A leafy v- yeah. zucchini. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you two whole points. 
Wholesale points. Two Hopefully. points. Two wholesale points. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Second to go was Marie. I loved your answer. Uh, I, I love the fact that the grunge movement began in 1907. That's exciting. Because yeah, I'm a huge grunge fan. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, as Bob alluded to, there is a massive underground in Seattle. And that's actually where grunge started. So, I mean, grunge started as this underground, underground thing with screaming trees and... Um, some other some other grunge bands and so yeah kudos for flipping history kind of on its head and making it go back to 1907 i love the fictionalization of that 32 points wow 32, 32. thanks yeah, yeah. Hot nice um nate i'll get back to you molly cool <laughs> yeah no problem yeah just take your time molly bubblegum spent bubblegum might be my favorite two words put together now uh, I'm going to use that pretty much everywhere at movie theaters, whenever those open back up, uh, anywhere, anywhere you might find spent bubblegum. So because of that, because you've added to my vocabulary, you get 14 points. Great. 14. Yeah. 14 points. Um, Nate, did you actually give us an answer? I mean, I know it was Alexander <laughs> Hamilton and selling his CDs, but then you made Steve rap, which gave him 40 more points. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Every time Steve raps, the dude's going to get 40 points from it. He's a good rapper. Are you right saying he's not? It's true. No, no, no. I mean, that was, I mean, LL Cool J. I could see Oop. some kid and play in there. Maybe some, maybe some Shermix a lot. Yeah, I'll reference. Uh, <laughs> Those are um, all of my inspirations. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. But you were the instigator. So while I was going to give you negative points for your awesome answer, I am going to give you 10 points for instigating. Good job. I love these instigation points. This is that makes the game fun. Yes. All right. So our final question of four questions. We work with Joe at the Chamber of Comedy. And so this the the answer to this next question should explain. A lot about our Joe to the faculty. So, in 2013, the fans of the Seattle Seahawks set what world record? Steve, what's your answer? Uh, <laughs> the answer is the most guys named Greg in one stadium. <laughs> okay, so a uh, stadium full of gregariousness. Nate, what do you have? Uh, it is, they all got onto a flatbed truck, uh, traveled at 50 miles an hour and had the longest drive while taking a drive. It's a golf joke. <laughs> all right. So driving while driving on a flatbed, Marie, what's your answer? Oh, I totally just had one and then I got stuck in the golf world. <laughs> um, um, uh, can you ask, can you ask the question again? Yes, in 2013, the uh, fans of the Seattle Seahawks oh, set what world record? Um, the amount of hospitals they visited doing charity work. Um, they are a wonderful and compassionate team who cares deeply about their community, and they're constantly trying to do good things. And they saw like a lot of people in hospitals and brought good cheer to everyone. All right, cheered in hospitals. Molly, what's your answer? There's one thing Seahawks hate, it's seagulls. So what happened was they caught the most seagulls ever. What everybody did is they held up 
their popcorn and their hot dogs and their french fries and the and the seagulls swooped in and they just all together whoop de doo a net and most seagulls caught ever Wow. Nice. All right. Wow. Catching a sky full of sky rats. So we have Steve with most Greg's, Nate with driving off of a driving flatbed truck. We have Marie with visited the most hospitals, and we have Molly with catching the most seagulls. The answer was the loudest crowd roar at a sports stadium at 100. And thirty-seven and a half decibels, hmm. or Ouch. or three decibels less than the sound of a jet engine. Ooh, that's really loud. Um, what was the occasion? Yes, tight. Uh, <laughs> what was the occasion? The, the, occasion <laughs> the occasion was specifically a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Was it uh, Super Bowl? Did they touchdown? not get no, many? Was it that it was have been not in Seattle? No. It was a wild card game. It was its okay. nickname is Beastquake. It actually registered on the Richter scale. Uh, it was a 1.0 uh, on the Richter scale. Yep. 1.0 wow. earthquake. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beast mode. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Broke eight tackles on his way to the end zone against the Saints. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Ooh, that. Was on my oh, I gotta pull this up. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, it, it. Yeah. all right, Joe. How would you like to score? Uh, first of all, I have a I have two cousins named Greg, and I'm from Seattle. So most guys named Greg gets 11 points. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> um, Gregarious. Uh Nate, you, I was like, where are you going with this? But then, of course, as simple-minded as I am, you got me with it's a golf joke. So that's 10 points. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's always good when you have to explain yeah, a me joke. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Should have just let off with that. It's a golf joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marie, hospitals doing, going to most hospitals doing charity work. First of all, Russell Wilson is massively involved with many different charities. And one of the things I watch, I don't know if you're like stalking me or something because I watch little Facebook videos of Seahawks going to charitable charitable events and hospitals all the time. Oh. So you get 20 oh, points. That's awesome. Yeah, you get 20 Thank points. You. Uh, Molly, I hate seagulls. Seahawks hate seagulls. Um, sure do. And I love, I love the trap. I love the trap, the popcorn. I thought that was smart. So you're going to get 13 points. Yes, thank you. 13 yeah. points. Thanks. And speaking of points, our points are... I am in last place with 13 points. Next, we have Joe with 20. Then we have Nate with 23. Molly with 61. Steve with 73. And in the lead, our reigning champion, Marie, with 77 points. Oh, girl. Well done. Join us for our conversation with Joe Swenson, actor, writer, director, producer, improviser another word that ends with er when we return to balderdash academy father go dashers (laughs) 
Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. We're here today with visiting Professor Joe Swenson. In his own words, Joe is a smorgasbord of artistic endeavors. Think, think of an artistic renaissance man, less a guy with a sneeze guard. So, Joe is an actor, writer, director, producer, improviser, author of letter number three in the key, president of the production company Broken Arts Entertainment. He is an award-winning playwright, both uh, he and myself and Professor uh, Randy Hunt are all members of the Crowbate Club, uh, the playwriting death match. I was there when Joe won. It was awesome. Uh, he's found his way, uh, found a way to keep the arts alive through virtual theater and film and found a way to do it all remotely. So links to his work and his YouTube channel are in the description. Now, when he's not pursuing his artistry in one form or another, he can be found, as you might have guessed in our answers, on the golf course (laughs) or hanging out with his family. Now, rumor has it, uh, and this is a rumor I got from a very reliable source, that Joe has several unique hip-hop Uh, moves as well as uh, quite the shower concert collection Uh, a collection that ranges from musicals straight through to heavy metal so Joe welcome to Balderdash Academy (laughs) thank you glad to be here yeah that's awesome yeah. Do it, do it, do it. I'm instigating. <laughs> Show us your moves. Show us your moves. Show us your moves. All right. My most popular move and the one my wife okay. hates the most is definitely the sprinkler. Um, it's not, it's less hip hop, more just random bad dancing white guys. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. that down. Oh, you got that down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Thank you. You're an expert. And your wife would know. And speaking of your wife, both you and your wife are very well known in the Portland theater community, uh, both as director, as former presidents of arts organizations, as heads of children's theater. So what when you look at a new project and when you go to take on a new project, what what's your drive? Like, what are you focusing on when you start a new show or any artistic endeavor? Yeah. So I th- for me, it's um, I'm driven by the word success and I define success as growth. And when it comes to so what's really great about starting a new project is there is a finite beginning and an end eventually that should be better than where you began. 
And so, and I, I, I root for growth when it comes to not just, not just the artistry or the project, but also the individuality as well. So, so that's what I focus on. And that's why, that's why I love doing the children's theater. And even, you know, even in the things that I'm doing right now with, uh, with quarantine 2038 and, and the, uh, the series that that's becoming, um, it's growth in the actors, growth in the characters, growth in our abilities as well. Uh, and what we are capable of and learning, learning all this new technology and all that stuff. Um, so that's, so that's for me, that's what it's all about. It's all about the growth. And, and the goal is to be as great as possible. And, and we define that it's usually a qualitative definition and, and we get to define that as, as artists, whether you're the actor, whether you're, where you're the editor, the composer, whatever it is that's involved in our, in our fun little schemes. Um, that's, that's for me, that's what drives me. Now you've moved artistically onto Zoom and uh, digital platforms. What are some of the challenges that you found coming from the tr the traditional stage into this virtual uh, platform? So, obviously, the live ke the chemistry the live chemistry is probably the biggest thing, um, and and being able to create a, a an environment or a world where where two people might exist in the same place and have a similar, like, like, for example, divine books, which, uh, which since this is the future came out in September, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, starring Hal Cohen, Zara Boss and Michael Best. Um, so divine books takes place in a bookstore and I had, we had to create the bookstore. We had to create the scene, the, the scenery to look similar enough. And so we have these two giant flats that we delivered to Hal's house in Southern, in Southernish Maine and to Zara's house on the mid coast. So we had two different flats and we still did it live esque, but you know, that was, so I'd say the challenge is really, you know, is understanding where the limits might be and then what we can do to push those limits and expand the limits and, and make it, make it even better. Like quarantine 2038, uh, three months in, which comes out, came out, I guess in November, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> um, that it really expanded our, our device limits a lot. We went outside with some of our, some yeah. of our videotaping, yeah. um, and because everything takes place on devices anyway, and it's in the future and we're in a, it's in a quarantine, yeah. um, I was able to, we're able to tell the story around all of that utilizing, utilizing the zoom, zoom functionality, but there are finite limits. Like I can't bring the characters together in that story. Um, which, yeah. which is from a storytelling standpoint creates an interesting challenge, but I would say overall, yeah, yeah overall it's, it's, uh, it's that chemistry. So in order to find the chemistry, we shoot scenes multiple times and in, in order to, yeah. to, to get it right, very much like you would do in, when you're filming. Um, we don't have a lot of takes, not, not a lot of angles anyway. So it's just mostly this angle. Hey, look, it's my face yeah. and here's my face again. Um, yeah. but yeah, so that's, so that's, I would say that's, those are the most interesting challenges. Have you discovered anything during this time that you'll bring into uh, whatever you may do once quarantine's over? Yes. First of all, I have absolutely fallen in love with with filming. 
and Nate. Um, no. but... <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have an announcement to make tonight? Or you're going to wrap it later. I'm pretty okay, sure. Sweet. Yeah, do I get information <laughs> points <We're> anyway. Some... <laughs> yeah. um, sure, I'll so... give you ten points. Yes. <laughs> ten points for Joe. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I would say, you know what, I, th- this was so fun all of a sudden, I forgot what the actual question was. Can you repeat the question? So you, <laughs> you've, you, things so, that you're bringing over uh, yes. oh, post-pandemic, yeah, yeah. one is filming, or are you falling yeah. in love with filming? So I've really fallen in love with filming. Like, it's being able, first of all, from an acting standpoint, watching the actors grow within a scene as we do multiple takes, and sh- and they're showing their abilities um, to play to a camera is really neat. And some other things too. I mean, I, I took acting, uh, acting for the camera classes a million years ago when I lived in North Carolina. Uh, and one of the things that I love teaching is how important it is to be more subtle in your body movement in your facial yeah. expressions, yeah. all that stuff that you yeah. typically, which is completely against any theater yeah. teachings or improv, right? Yeah. yeah. Good faces, guys. Um, I'm really bad at minimal. Yeah. I'm really bad at it. Which is great yeah. for theater, but for our time right now and the way things yeah. way things are right now, it's you know teaching how subtle it is. Like I'll give you a great example: Jack Davis, who plays Stefan the kid Cheyenne in Quarantine 2038, three months in. He uh, he's you know he's super energy and he's all over the place, and having him bottle that energy and really just put it in his eyes is is been fun to teach and he's everybody's been so coachable and he's so coachable and i'm I'm sure you guys will love it but he's just watching him take it in so cool that uh that training at least should i mean that that forces him to focus on something Mm -hmm. which no doubt adds an extra layer of tension to his performance because he's probably hypercritical and hyper aware in the process Right. <laughs> uh, so you've mentioned quarantine twenty thirty eight a couple times, um, and uh, can can you give us a of what is quarantine twenty thirty eight? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. All right. So, um, so there was this uh, right at the very beginning of the pandemic. The University of Minnesota, this University of Minnesota theater group, put out the quarantine bake off, which uh, included five ingredients and um, so five prompts essentially with a bonus prompt. And so I wrote a play called Quarantine 2038. It takes place 18 years from now. Uh, it's between two teenagers that are trying to figure out their relationship. So there's a little awkwardness in it. Um, and it didn't, didn't get any notice there. And then I took it to page to stage, something that uh, Bob and I are a member of. Uh, I took it to page to stage and I had a couple of, couple of the actors there read it and they loved it. And I was like, all right, you know, I've, I think we got something here. And so then we're like, yeah, you know what? We, we're doing this playground rules thing, which I haven't brought up yet. Uh, we're doing this playground rules thing. Yeah. And um, what if we, what if we start filming some of the silly stuff that I write? Like, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, let's just try it out. So then, you know, I was like, let's, let's just ask a couple of teenagers if they want to, you know, if they want to read it and see what they think. And they loved it. 
Uh, so then we did a reading and I'm like, you know what? I think we're going to film this. What do you guys think about that? And they're like, yeah, let's film it. So then we filmed it, but it cool. takes place 18 years from now. It's in a dystopian world. Um, and it's, it's a love story. It's a young adult fiction kind of esque, you know, kind of, kind of situation. And then after I didn't, I didn't want the characters to end after the 17 minute short, short film. So it's like, let's write more. And so I did, yeah. I wrote in, uh, we added six more parts. We added, uh, we added a lot more tension. Um, we've had, we've ramped up the acting. Uh, Emma Eukaitis awesome. is, she's the, tw she's a 12 year old girl. She is amazing at being a super sick 12 year old girl. Um, yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah. The, the commitment, and this is when I talk about all the time, it's all about the commitment to telling your, your character story. And yeah. if you fall in love with that character, great. So I started writing, uh, I, I mean, there's obviously this is in the future, but there I've already written and I've started writing another episode. So by the time this airs, we'll be filming hopefully another, yeah. another episode of nice. it. So yeah. How many vampires do you have? And not bro yet. <laughs> not yet. Nick. A great suggestion though. I've been thinking about some supernatural stuff. Hey Joe, you you've mentioned quite a few plays that you've written and I know that you you're churning them out lately and you've had a lot of attention for these plays. So I'm I'm wondering how you've grown personally as a playwright when you start yeah. started getting into it and now you're just literally like churning them out and turning them into these masterpieces. How what was your process and, and how did you arrive at where you are now? Yeah, the, that's a great question because half the time I don't even know how I how how I get into the story. It's just the story <laughs> presents itself, and it could be just me singing a heavy metal song in the shower, and that's like, ooh, wait a second, I have got vampires, to write. yeah, exactly, vampires. <laughs> I have got to write. I've got to write a story. Wait a second, let me add some characters to this. Yeah, and then and then if ultimately it's all right. How can I make the the audience the most uncomfortable or how can I make them emote the most? You know, how far can I really take this? And a great example, Molly is 11 days. Like, I mean, I wrote that and yeah. over the course of, of two, two days essentially. And I spent a lot of time really working on, um, working on the, the monologue at the very beginning for Jerry. And, um, you know, that, you know, once it gets going, the story, I have to finish the story. Once the story starts, I have to finish the story. And again, it's about it's it's about making people think. Making people think. Like I don't write a lot of comedy, which is probably interesting for some to hear. I don't I don't actually I mean, I, I don't think I'm that funny when I write. But I do get people to emote, I get fine tension, and I, I create stories out of that. And 11 Days is something, hopefully, that we'll be filming either at the end of September or beginning of October. Molly McGill is playing Jerry Finn Cannon. Um, yeah. So, nice. Yeah. That was a good – talk about tension. Talk about tension. That play is all emotion and tension. It's a – can I tell what You're what referencing – Yeah, yeah, tell. tell. A one-act that Joe wrote, right? Yeah, this is yeah. a one-act that you performed for – we uh, mentioned yeah. we, we mentioned this play during the Doors of Misperception in Hal's episode. No, oh, nice, yeah. yeah. So yeah. call back. Oh, yeah. Call back. Call back. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jerry is, uh, <laughs> she's been kidnapped and she it goes through her 11 day uh, transformation and uh, mental um, evaluation and decisions and, and, and her struggle to how to get out and, and deal with the situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. brilliant. 
Uh, and I'm, that's not hyperbolic. I, I was lucky enough, and this is going to sound weird. I was lucky enough not to be in the show so that I could actually watch it <laughs> in the small black box we did. And it, it was, it had the tension. It had the heart. It had um, that, that real Vampires. hard quality that you get in plays that make you sympathize with a, with a bad guy partway through, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which talk about making your audience uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so good. <laughs> which is also, which is also a testament to your direction, you know, to saying, you know, you're coaching yeah. your actors now and you're really trying to guide them and, and which is different from guiding them on theater to guiding them on film. Talk about a little bit yeah. between that difference as a director. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing is um, the, again, back to the subtleness, because you have to be able to tell a story in this, you know, 16 by nine screen and you yeah. don't get the luxury of having all this space to tell the story. So, um, and you also have to, you have to know where the audience is at all times and, and how you're going to, you know, affect them. And, and that's, that's so important. Um, so there's, it is a little bit different. Another thing that's really cool uh, is speaking of the differences and, and, and this is huge is you can have these amazing beats that also tell just as much story and are powerful. Whereas in theater, you can't afford big beats. You can't afford the pregnant pauses or anything like that. It's got to be, you got to be clipping along to keep the dialogue mm-hmm. going and, and you're playing off somebody, but this is different because you're playing off somebody potentially, but you're also playing off the audience and you're really have to immerse yourself into the character uh, and commit. And so it's, it's, there, there are a lot of similarities, but the biggest difference is you can play like you, like behind a camera, you can, you can really manipulate however mm. you want. And, and that makes it a little, and people will catch every part of it because it's, you're on a camera and they can rewind. You can't do that in theater, you know? So they will catch every piece <laughs> of yet. that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> well, I guess I mean certain improv games allow you to rewind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm very thankful that there's no rewind. Oh my god! <laughs> What's the problem with this show? Is last week I I said something that hopefully gets cut from the show, <laughs> and I'm like, you got to actually be careful what you say in a recorded show. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the Alan stage where it's just gone forever. You. You know? <laughs> yeah, that that is that is something that I do miss about live theater. That is, is nice. Is the mistakes it? I missed. I missed the yeah. you know the unintentional errors that happen we've all made them yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, <laughs> yeah. the best part about them is the stories that you tell afterwards of sure. the mistakes yeah. that were made you know those mm. oh man oh you just blew that line and, <laughs> you know, those are always the best theater stories though is the, the time where you <laughs> something up sorry right. sorry alan the, there's another, there's no, another. hit the people way are... we have the tech <laughs> the inability to go back and change things in live theater is almost like a safety blanket because you're in the moment you're in you're you're now whereas when you record something you're like ah let me let me go back and do that again or let's mm-hmm. fix this yeah. in editing things like that um so there is a a huge safety net when you have no control mm. yeah i was going to yeah. say joe yeah. building off of you know loving making the mistakes the best part that i feel about making the mistakes is how your fellow actors come in to pick you up and yeah. save you and rewrite the scene so that it gets back on course, even though you might have made a really big up. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite flub ups. That was good. 
<laughs> One of my favorite flub ups of all time. Was, You're going to uh, get bleeped anyway. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Um, I, I was in A Few Good Men. And uh, our, our uh, Colonel Jessup was, the line is, I, every day I sit uh, three miles away from 7,000 Cubans who are trained to kill us. But every single night, our Colonel Jessup delivered the line this way. Every day I sit and eat breakfast 7,000 <laughs> miles away from three Cubans who are trained to kill us. <laughs> Every single night. He was having for breakfast. He was so serious too, and he get off stage and he's like, "What?" And we're dying. Like we can't. Yeah. You know, we're just yeah. dying. And totally. Like every night, he's like. If do it again? Yes, you did it again. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's actually brilliant. I really like that. And in a month, it would be every day I eat three Cuban sandwiches 300 <laughs> miles away from a breakfast that's trained to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better. That's it's even like better. basically four Yorkshire men just each time. It just like, <laughs> accelerates. Four Yorkies. Right. Now, as, you, as our viewers and listeners know, um, Zoom isn't – we film on Zoom – Zoom isn't real time. <sighs> we are all, and depending on the, on the connection and the audio, what you're saying could be up to two seconds or more out of sync. You saw it when Marie and I were trying to do talk at the same time or when Molly was trying to get it out and Nate went. We physically can't hear it. So mm-hmm. what do you do to overcome that lag within the program? Yeah, that's a great question. I, ironically, um, as you did that, my internet cut out, so you guys all froze. <laughs> how, funny, how funny is that? You didn't. Wow, that's funny. You didn't. That's funny. All right, well, that's good news. That was so weird. Bob, what do you got going on over there? <laughs> what kind of buttons are you pushing? Yeah. I have a remote control that can control time. Nice. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the reason why March felt like 14 years. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why. That's <laughs> Couldn't why. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, to, to answer the question, though, because we put everything through editing, instead what we do is we we create gaps. Um, so in the dialogue, so um, so while there are some techniques where you actually record the voice separately of the video, uh, kind of like what we're doing here uh, with Balderdash Academy, um, but what we what I choose to do is I choose to go for gaps, and then we just splice everything together in editing instead so, so it's like uh, it, old school slice and splice exactly that's exactly what yeah. we're doing uh and it's great especially for the kids because the kids want to jump in and talk over each other and so it's forcing them to be in control uh with mm. playground rules we've we we had a lot of that um where they would just do hey let's go line and line and line and line and line because that's what they've been trained to do in theater and and i totally get it and so kind of untraining that and saying, hey, we have to be uh, in, we have to be intentful and then also mm. focusing on specific words and that instead of trailing off to be cut off and waiting till you're cut off, it's you just end when the when the dialogue Finish. ends. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And when the dialogue ends, so yeah. we'll we will edit that in. We'll create magic as well. Mm. So that works. And we're gonna create magic now. So join us as we return for our Steam Pop quiz. And lie, lie again, only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our scores currently are myself in last place with 13 points. Next, we have Nate with 23, visiting Professor Joe Swenson with 30. We have Molly with 61, Steve with 73, and reigning champion Marie Stewart Harmon with 77 points. Wow, big money. Giddy up. Big money. Still early. All right, it's time for our second pop quiz. This pop quiz is from our uh, professor of STEAM, Professor Nate Green. What do you have for us, Nate? Hey, guys, it's nice to hear you again. Um, I don't know how we ended that interview because my audio cut out and I couldn't get it back until just now. <laughs> we were so, talking about how amazing you were as a professor. Oh, yes. that is a load of crap, but that's why we're here. <laughs> I, was, I was honestly wondering why there weren't more vampire references. I thought you'd keep going back to that. Like, they kind of just dropped off that bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, crap, what is Alan going to say about me? Because I don't know how I'm reacting to anything. Um, <laughs> just do the Coach Steve where no matter what anyone is saying, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Walla walla. Walla yeah. walla. Walla walla. walla, walla. walla, walla. <laughs> okay, so I need you guys to just kind of take a break and okay, settle down for a minute because I'm going to reference something that's kind of old here. Um, oh, God. All right. Yeah. There we go. Back, again. back on September 1st, there was an incident that happened. Um, Way back in 2020? Yes. Yeah. September 1st, 2020. Um, wow. So, uh, what happened was there were these commercial pilots, um, one with American Airlines and another with JetBlue, uh, and they radioed the tower. Hmm. Something was outside the plane. Uh, what was that thing that was outside the plane? Oh, I saw the documentary on this. (laughs) Yeah, that came out, let's see... That came out in like November. 1960s, if I remember. Um, The documentary, it was starred William Shatner. Mm -hmm. And what he saw, widely reported among a number of uh, outlets, eventually made into a full-length feature film in the 80s, was a gremlin tearing apart an engine Uh, on an airplane. (laughs) Did William Shatner do an interview on that? I feel like there was an interview. 2020. I believe, yes, there was. It, I believe it was on 2020 mm. with uh, Barbara Walters, who, how we all know, is a big fan of Molly's original pronunciation of the word, Wawa. Wawa, Wawa. Yeah. I mean, he, it was a great, um, he eventually adapted that into a spoken word song, which was brilliant. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can we can we so, hear a little bit of that though? Um, yeah, yeah. Can we hear about that, that spoken word Bob, song, Mary? Do you mind if I share that? Uh, I, I, I hate to tag I, on I, your I, 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 you know what? I think I have music right here that goes to it. I think it goes okay. something like this, doesn't it, Nate? Oh, Jerry! <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we go. There's this thing on the plane, and I don't know what to do. There's something on the wing. It is making me go doo-doo. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. 
the plane has crashed. And now starts lost. Uh, so that was it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, William Shatner's uh, documentary pick uh, with Barbara Walters. Uh, Steve. What uh, what did they see outside the plane? Uh, it was uh, it was three geese, and nobody likes to see geese <laughs> on the side of their plane. I mean, geese they they took down Tom Hanks at one time, so you you got to really watch out for them. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing: those geese they weren't trying to blow up the plane. They weren't like those gremlins that Bob mentioned. The way I heard this story is they were actually doing this for scientific purposes. They were hoping to recreate a plane engine of their own, so they were sent up there by their brethren to uh, study uh, the plane engines. That way they could do cross-Atlantic flights just way quicker and more efficiently. Yeah. It's very, uh, so scientific study done by geese. Uh, Mm. Those Canadians are always out after things. Um, (laughs) And uh, Molly, what what do you think they saw outside? Man, um, influencers are getting really huge, whether they're micro or macro, right? And you just can't stop them. You see them everywhere. People are taking their pictures, they're posing, they're doing TikToks, whatever's happening. So a big fad back in September of 2020 was tying little dogs to bunches of helium balloons and sending them afloat and taking the picture, right? So influencer Barbara Wawa uh, put her dog... Up on one of these said um, collections of balloons. And guess what? Up goes Tatiana. Never to be seen again, except by the pilots of those planes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so dogs. Influencing yeah. influencing can be dangerous for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Marie, what, what, did, what did they see? Yes. So it was two different pilots that witnessed this. And they had these two pilots had um, football teams from not Seattle that were trying to fly in for Mm. games in Seattle. And um, Seattle. Which teams were those? Uh, instigation. Just a, instigation. Just a, I just want to clear uh, the story. Obviously, <laughs> other football teams like right, the right, cow, right, right. the the Cowboys, and oh, um, yeah. the Washington Football Team. Wow! There you go. That's wow. a reference to the Good show. Reference. Kind of. Good reference. Um, so these these two pilots had had the Washington Football Team and the Cowboys, and. Um, Seattle was very, very clever. They did not want these teams to land. So they just sent all their mascots up into the air. The air was filled with Seahawks. Just, just everywhere. They were everywhere. So the planes couldn't land. The plane, they just had to leave. They had to go back to Texas and Washington, D.C. Cause that's where those football teams are from. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so, good answer. Good so, answer. No football. Your husband no football. will not disown you now. <laughs> so release the Seahawks. Yes, release of the Seahawks. Nice, nice. Yeah. Forget the Kraken. Let the Seahawks out of the cage. That's Ironic, right. Ironically, Seattle just got an NHL team that's called the Kraken. Oh, wait, that's really? cracking that's me really up, cool. man. Yeah. yeah, it's named after Phil Mick. Like, when did this happen? Oh, Jimmy Crack Corn. Uh, just cool. over over the summer yeah. during, on, during the pandemic. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Crack Corn. So, is that what you just referenced? Yes, it is. <laughs> He's favorite. the yeah, owner uh, of the team. Jimmy, Jimmy. Crack Corn and I I don't give I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn or not. 
Okay. But he has a team called the Kraken. <laughs> he snacks on corn on the cob. <laughs> we have Marie with flocks of Seahawks. We have uh, Molly with uh, dogs getting high uh, for those Ooh. likes. Uh, we have uh, Steve with why can I never remember your answer, Steve? Which one what was it this time? <laughs> Three geese. What was it this time? It was the geese. Scientific the geese. Study. The Canadians. Yeah. Geese. The right so, answer. How can you forget? I I threw Canadian in there, but yeah, the geese trying to do scientific <laughs> research. Um. And then we have uh, Bob's answer, which was about uh, Shatner telling a story to Baba Wallace after his uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. So which one did you like? Which one do you think is the right one? I thought there were really good answers. Uh, First of all, I just want to award 12 bonus points to Nate for trying to figure out a way into multiple people's answers. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I I do that just like a dance. I just step on toes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well you're getting point you're getting bonus points for doing that congrats um i uh Sorry, let's guys. see here let's see <laughs> um bob's william shatner gremlin on 2020 with barbara walters uh i thought that was a fantastic answer i really wanted more like a shatner impression mm. though I, oh if we could have just had and it's not too late i just want you to know that at any point it's if- on the wing, I, oh, I was gonna say- can't move. <laughs> I'm yes. Did you hear that new uh, Nas- off the wing on the new Nods album? There's a uh, there's a Shatner verse. He's there. Yeah, Bob. Do you mind just just queuing uh, that up? Doing that for us. <laughs> oh, instigation points for Steve. Instigation points for Steve. <laughs> All right, just give it one second. <laughs> I'm here waiting for something to happen. Like words coming out of my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Yes. Nice job, Bob. Oh, Thank you. Bob. I went to the Shatner School of Juilliard. <laughs> you almost said the bleep. It's a 12-year program. <laughs> uh, Bob, okay. your answer for William Shatner, Shatner and Gremlins and 2020 and Barbara Walters and your impression is worth 41.5 points. Do you guys do that? Yeah, it is. 41.5. I'm in charge. Excellent. I like May that. I interject for one moment? Bob, was that a Simpsons reference with the gremlin on no. the plane? Okay. No. Listeners, what you you're know what I'm talking of, about. <laughs> what you're thinking of is the Simpsons reference to the Twilight Zone yes. okay. episode that it okay. was based on. All right. Back to Joe. Yeah. Sorry. It's the hard thing about referencing the Simpsons is it's almost always a reference to something else. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. That's fine. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So um, Steve was next. Um so his three geese answer, I liked it. I like it. I like it. He didn't mention the word C though. Like he's oh. had the word C in almost Ooh, all of his answers right. so they far. They were sea geese. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> no sea geese on that. So C-geese. nine points, unfortunately. Oh, I did. You know what, Joe? I will say I, they, I did say they were transatlantic geese. So mm. they were kind of crossing a large body of water. But that means you that Nate was wrong us. about it being Canadian. Oh. Because Canadians can't travel. 
Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's us that can't right travel. Now. We can't travel. <laughs> we can't travel to the safety net. Right, exactly. I can. You guys can't. Well, you're right. Canadian. You're Call Canadian. Back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a great comment. <laughs> um, Molly, the influencers, Barbara Wawa, the yeah. great influencer. Uh, Tatiana, so I have just a serious question for you. What kind of dog is Tatiana? Tatiana is one of those um, white dogs that wear a pink bow in its hair, and people put them in pocketbooks all the time and like push them in baby carriages. One of those dogs, that breed. So we actually, so so our world is better because that dog is missing. So that's 15 points. Oh, let's subtract some points from from Joe for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Negative three. Negative. That seems fair. All right. We all have to agree on it, Joe, to to take points from me. (laughs) Which is a rule Steve made just now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Calvin Ball. I mean, I do like big dogs and I cannot lie. Does that count? Yeah, Yeah. so that works fine. Three points. Three points for Joe. I I got my points back. Yes. All Um, right. Is that all of them? Marie. No, we still got Marie. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, the realism in that was so palpable. Like, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm not sure why yeah, the, cow- the Cowboys and the Washington football team both would be coming to Seattle. I'm not sure. It's a Same Super Bowl, time. I think. It's a Seattle. weird Seattle. pandemic time. Yeah. <laughs> on September 1st. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. The fact that you knew that the Cowboys played in Texas, but more importantly, that the Washington football team played in D.C., that wins you <laughs> Some mega points. So I'm going to give you 19.7 points. Whoa. 19.7 points. You just know she's going to win by 0.7 points. Uh, Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Uh, Nate, did I I award Nate points? Because I really want to. Yeah, you You did. But you can always go back and award more. Okay. Yeah. So let's tack on an extra 0.6. Nice. Extra point six. Point six. Point six. Like right. 0.6. 0.6. All right. Six. Yep. Don't Just, complain. All right, Nate. That. No, what no, do you have it. for the answer? And so remember here, to share your audio. The answer is not in the form of a question, but it is in the form of audio. That's our American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. American <laughs> Okay, thank you. Were they up to your left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe uh, 300, uh, 300 yards or so, call it our altitude. Jet Blue 23, please caution. Person in a jet pack reported 300 yards south of the LA final at about 3,000 feet, 10 mile final. 3,000 feet? Only in LA. Only in LA. That seems so dangerous. Uh, You should not be a solid human in a jetpack flying with airplanes. I don't think so. Was that Elon Musk? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Only in LA. (laughs) 3,000 feet up, 300 yards from the plane. It's nuts. Do we know who it was? Amazing. Well, um,. I can tell you for certain that on September 2nd, the FBI was looking into it and they hadn't discovered it. But of course, it's, you know, early January right now. So we know. Alan will help Maybe. It's not like we're taping this on the In 2nd of September. September. Why that we, doesn't why happen. Why would we do that? Guys. No, because who, 
who shoots that far and ahead? No, who does that? Guys, <laughs> it was probably Sir Richard Branson. Oh, that's a good obviously. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Probably Thank you for getting his title obviously. correct. So you'd, you'd be surprised how many people don't. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Only in LA, Nate. Uh, yeah. It is now time for our 30 seconds or less question. The randomizer brought up. Okay. So this is another hard hitting question. Joe. We know that diamonds are made out of carbon. What are emeralds made out of? Your choices are beryl and chromium, aluminum oxide, or quartz. Yeah. At first, I thought emeralds were actually made out of leprechaun. (laughs) That was wrong because that was not one of the three options that I was hoping for. So I'm going to have to go with the first option, which I don't even remember what the words are, but they. Well, if the leprechaun was named Beryl, then you are correct. It's uh, emeralds are made out of beryl and chromium. I'm going to give you five points for that. That was a good answer. So our next game is called Lie, Lie Again. So I will read a weird or unusual fact about a member of the faculty. And this statement can be true or it can be a lie. So as you know... From previous episodes, like an entire first season, our visiting professor and fellow faculty members may question the subject to to better understand whether or not the statement Mm. they are saying is the truth or a lie. Uh, Either way, the subject must try to convince everyone else that what they say is indeed true, true, regardless of how absurd it sounds. Now... We all know that Molly is a senior writer. She writes and casts commercials. Mm. But did you also know that in addition, one time, she also made epic Halloween costumes for one? Isn't that right, Molly? That's super right. Yep. All right. So who has our first question for Molly? Marie. What was the commercial and what was the costumes? Mm. The cur- commercial was uh, for my client. I don't know. Should I say my client's name? It's up to you. I don't you know, know if you're allowed to. No, I'm going to go with no. So, no? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's safe. <laughs> so it was, uh, so it's one of our medical, um, one of our medical partners. And um, I don't, I don't know how to explain them without like explaining them. Um, so they are, uh, they were, they're really community centered. Um, as opposed to kind of like a privately owned establishment. Anyways, I hope that makes sense. Um, anyways, so we were filming a, a child's piece and really promoting their pediatric care unit because they just opened a new one um, in a different town. Um, I don't think I should say where that is. <laughs> In a different town. Um, and so we really wanted to promote this pediatric care unit. Uh, we had, we we're going into the fall. They were kind of dragging their feet from the spring um, into what it should be. And we finally ended up kind of getting the creative pushed out at the end of August. So we we're looking at the fall and it kind of just made sense to do something fun with Halloween. So what were the costumes? Oh, sorry. I, I trailed off. I forgot what the question was. The costume, Well, the costumes are a mixture of stuff. So I love making Halloween costumes. I don't know if you know that about me. So uh, I was tasked because I absolutely love it with making it. So I asked my daughters for some ideas and we had a few good ones. We had Fire Unicorn Princess 
where I took yes. a, a headed sweat. I took a sweatsuit and I just added like taffeta to it and a mane and a tail. Okay. That was a good one. And then I had a um, gymnastic star, which was really easy. I just bought like a bodysuit off Amazon. Well, I didn't buy it. We bought it for Warp and weft on it for a bodysuit. And then I just added some of that like fringe stuff to it. Um, so just like these random things that, you know, my daughter said, of course, you know, one of them said ghost. So we went classic with like the boop cut out of a, a sheet, which was really cost effective for the client, which we always want to be mindful of. Um, so it was, it was a group oh. of like half dozen kids. Uh, Follow up question to the first costume you mentioned. Um, does it come in my size? I can make it in your size. I 100% can. 100%. I think that needs to be my like just normal everyday wear moving forward. I hope forward. so. <laughs> I hope so. Because that's one of the one of the costumes I'm the most proud of ever making. It sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. Who has another question for Molly? How long did it take you to make these costumes? Oh, God. It was like nights after like putting the kids to bed in like a weekend. But I was able to be like, on take a day and be like, I got to go make costumes. And everyone was like, right. yeah, you do. Because um, <laughs> it, it costs so much less for the client if we were just able to create them than actually like go out. And when you buy stuff online, like it's so cheesy and like, yeah. you know, it's just, or inappropriate, which, you know, we didn't want that for our client. We wanted to like wholesome kids, have fun. For a pediatric ward. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't need like... Made, no sexy know, like, nurses this time. No, <laughs> no, no. Not this just, time. Which is so sad. Society is like that. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. true. Anyway, all right. Who true. has another question for Molly? So you mentioned it's for a half dozen kids, and you mentioned two yeah. different costumes. What did the other four kids wear? Three oh my costumes. god, I can't. Remember. I can't remember the other costumes. Okay, there was a ghost. There was a fire princess. There was a mm-hmm. gymnast. There was. Oh my God, what was it? There was a ghost, gymnast, fire princess. Ghost, gymnast, fire princess. Vampire? Princess. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> this is exactly how my week goes. Okay, what what did I do this morning? Classic princess, classic princess, because we just had that. Definitely. that I didn't make yeah. that one. We just had that one. So that's why. Yeah. Um, Mother of girls. And then I... Yeah. And then that was easy. You just take a tiara here, a bow here, and the wand. Uh, and then it and then it was like a like a pirate ninja boy. I don't pirate know. ninja boy. I have, gir- I have girls. So pirate it was just like a vest boy. and like a so the fear. We now know ninja Steve's <laughs> showed up. Yeah, we know Steve's costume this year. <laughs> pirate ninja, pirate boy. ninja boy. I still I still have the wooden sword. I still have it. Is that a pirate ninja boy in your door behind you, Steve? Uh, <laughs> call back. Call back to last week. <laughs> all right. Uh, who has uh who has another question for Molly or are we all ready to move on? Um I'll go cuz I haven't gone yet. <laughs> um I usually have all like tons of questions and today I don't have that many questions, but I did you um did you tell us where this was shot? It was on location in the pediatric unit. Oh, okay. In the location okay. that you can't disclose. Location and clients that can't be disclosed. Well, I, I, can't say, I can't say the location because they newly moved there. And so I don't want to just give my client away. I don't think that's appropriate <laughs> on air. Okay. And how long did the sh- Were you at the shoot? Yes, of course. I, yeah, I direct all shoots. 
you direct all shoots? Yeah, so I write the script and then um, help choose the talent. And then I am on scene uh, with videographer and mm. uh, direct the shoot. So I work with the kids or the talent, wh- whomever it is. Hmm. And the costumes. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> the costume designer. I'm yeah. the whole package. Design. Yeah, awesome. no. I actually love That's actually one of my favorite parts of my job. That's really cool. Really. I did not know that. I hope that's true. I hope it you're not true. lying to me. I am not. I have, you know, I, I know personally that you don't know how to set up audio equipment, so that does concern me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do audio, dude. I don't do the recording. I do okay. the directing. Okay. I'm creative. I'm the director. That is very cool. Please don't be lying to me. You've heard the questions. Now let's hear your conclusions. Nate, is it true or is it a lie? I think some parts of it are true. Um, and... I think that she's really good at this game. Uh, And I think she didn't remember what all the costumes were on purpose because she wanted to make it seem like it was true. So I think she's lying. Smart. Yeah. All right. A lie from Nate. Marie, what's your answer? Um, I think that Molly is telling the truth. This all just adds up to me. Truth. All Doesn't right, that make you truth. nervous, though? It does, but I already had to pee, so I don't know if it's just a combination of that. Right. <laughs> All right, Steve. Steve, well, Steve what's your pee, call? I'm going to do kind of a longer response here. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I'm always going for, like, the meta, you know, like, trying to dissect why Bob would ask this question and what he would make of. I feel like this, because I know because I made a list of, of um, real things for Bob, I know at some point you're just like, I don't know what the I've done with my life here. I made epic <laughs> Halloween costumes at a, at a video shoot. It seems like just generic enough that it was just kind of like one of those things where you're like, yeah, that that works. It doesn't seem like something Bob would have made up. This is how it's coming across to me. Plus, um, I like the idea of, of Molly being a, a director on these shoots. That is really cool. It's not even something I knew about you. That's so cool. So I'm going to say it is true. All right, Joe, you have Nate with a lie, Marie with the truth, Steve with the truth. What's your call? Whew, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is tough because, because one, Molly is very believable, especially with the, can I say that? Oh, I don't know if I can, oh, I'm not going to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, can it. I do that too? But also the ambiguity of it makes it like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, I understand there's probably some contracts and stuff involved. So yes, the legal stuff. I'm going to say it's true. All right. So we have Nate with a lie, Marie with the truth, Steve with the truth, Joe with the truth, Molly. What's the story? Steve, I do write the script. I do art direct. I do find the talent. I am on scene while I'm recording it. I cannot say my clients' names because there is a confidentiality um, that we have within our industry. I love making Halloween costumes. I absolutely love them. I have made Fire Unicorn Princess. I've made a gymnast. I have not made a ghost. Um, I've not been Pirate Ninja Boy because I didn't do this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I well. knew I didn't knew, know it. Oh, done. Nice. I'm so bad at this. Nice. Well nice, done. Molly. That was great. Joe, nice job. How, how would you like to score? 
Uh, Molly, for convincing us that uh, you had done this, uh, 72.7 points. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Josh. 72.7. Lying pays points off. for the person who knew it was a lie? <laughs> oh, sure. Nope. Yeah, let's give Nate a hole-in-one. Yes. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, I want to give Bob some points. I'm not sure I'm allowed to do this, but Bob, I think he deserves points for, for writing a, a, mm. a um, semi-believable. Felt so yeah. believable. Mm. Yeah. That was in Molly's voice and seemed very like a Molly thing. So that was yeah, good. it did. Uh, what, 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 is, what is some points? Uh, can you um, quantify that? Seven, seven and a half. A bogey. Is that seven. good, Joe? Is that seven? Yeah. And no, a half points. Seven and a half points. Absolutely. All right, so that's the end of our first half, and our points are in last place. We have our visiting professor with 32 points. Next, we have Nate with 36.6 points. We have myself with 62, Steve with 82, Marie with 96.7, and Molly in the lead with 148.7 points. When we return, you'll hear Coach Steve with Halftime and Mask Charades. Only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Whoop, 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 whoop! Oh my god. Listening is cool and all, but watching gives you so much more. See the players' real-time reactions, flub-ups, and all the snark that intern Alan Smithy can dole out on the running commentary. Only at Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. We have our visiting professor, Joe Swenson, with 32 points. Next, we have Nate with 36.6 points. Following is myself with 62 points, Steve with 82, Marie with 96.7, and Molly's in the lead with 148.7 points. That's crazy. It's crazy awesome. It is now time for halftime with our coach, Steve Corning, coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers. How you doing, Coach? What do you have for us? Um, I am doing so good, Bob. I'm so happy to be in, in 2021. Now, guys, I know in this show we can get a little competitive, especially when we have a uh, competitive guest here like Joe. We all know Joe is a very competitive guy, and I think that really kind of fires up all our juices. And this has been a really, yeah. really good game. Now, in any good competition, um, there's a little bit of trash talk, okay? And uh, this week we're going to do a segment called Teacher's Lounge Trash Talk. Are you guys pumped? Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. more pumped than you. Yeah. Yes. Stupid head. <laughs> so how this game works is I am going to, this is similar to um, finish that tweet, which we played a few times in, in past episodes where I kind of set you up with the first half of something and you're going to deliver on the second half. Now with finish that tweet, you all, you guys all took turns doing the same tweet. This time you're going to each get your own famous quote. Ooh. So what I've done here is I have taken some of uh, some famous quotes from sports some of my favorite trash talking of all time. All right. I'm going right. to give you the first half of the quote. And all you need to do is just finish that quote. Make sense, everybody? Yeah. Ooh. Pretty straightforward. All right, guys. Teacher's Lounge Trash Talk. Let's let's go to our first contestant here, Marie. 
Now, yes. Marie made me go first last week in a yeah, segment that will probably be removed from the show. You'll never know what I said. So You talked about sending your kids to boarding this is school. We know. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I talked about. So what I've done is I am forcing Marie to go first this week. Yes. Marie, I'm yes. going to give you the first half of debatably one of the greatest sports quotes of all time from one of the greatest athletes and trash talkers of all time, Muhammad Ali. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All yeah. right. Bob, I'm going to give sir. you the first half of the quote, and then you're going to tell me what you think the second half of this famous bit of trash talk is. Are you ready, Marie? Yes, coach. Okay. Put me in. Muhammad <laughs> Ali said, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, Marie. What's the second half of this quote? Float like a butterfly. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. No one's as good as me. He he was a rhymer. He was a rhymer and a boxer. Um, and and he no one wanted to 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 come up against him. Fly like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. No one's as good as me. Wow! Thank you so much. All yeah, right, no so we got we got um, Marie coming through with the rhyme scheme. I like that a lot. Yeah. Let's go to our second competitor. Molly, Molly McGill. Mm-hmm. She's known for a little trash talk. We we throw barbs Ooh. back and forth every once in a while. She usually <laughs> wins, let's be honest. Always do, always do. <laughs> now, Molly, we know Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. He's the king of trash talk, but the king of basketball, mm. LeBron James. LeBron, now, when, he LeBron. Talks, when he talks on the floor, people listen because everyone yep. respects him and is terrified of him because yeah. he's a monster. Yes. Here's a famous bit of trash talk from LeBron James. LeBron James says, it's almost like Jay-Z saying something bad about, okay, what is LeBron James talking about? Molly. Your musical ability, because all I'm hearing is crickets. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) It's what he said, guys. Mm -mm. (laughs) And then he threw the basketball. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's good. All right. Okay, that was beautiful. (laughs) Bob, you're next. Um, All right. Now, we have a gentleman here named Bob. We're going to find one of the the great Bobs in sports. That, of course, is Bobby Knight. Mm. Known to dish. Of course. Okay. Now, he, of course, is one of the greatest, uh, one of the most decorated basketball coaches and players. He's even in the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Mass. Now, there is not a trash-talking Hall of Fame, but if there was... It would also be in Springfield, Massachusetts, I'm pretty sure. All right. So, Bob, I'm going to give you the first half of Bobby Knight's quote. All I need you to do is tell me the second half. Bobby Knight says, when my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want them to bury me upside down. Bobby Knight says, when my time on earth is gone and my activities here have passed, I want them to bury me upside down. Because that way it's easier for you to kiss my ass. Oh! <laughs> well, that was great. All right. Thank you, Bob, so much. Um, so we've got some great answers here so far. Let's get right to Nate, our final contestant here tonight. And Nate, you're going last because um, I like you the most. All right. Nate. Uh, now, consider one of the greatest athletes of all time, Bo Jackson. He was no stranger to a little bit of trash talk. And this famous bit of trash talk uh, really kind of demonstrated Bo's competitive spirit. Okay? I'll give you the first half. All I need you to do is finish that quote. 
Bo Jackson says, if my mother put on a helmet and shoulder pads and a uniform. That's the first half. (laughs) That's your first half. I love how we always Uh, wait for the end. But that's uh, the game. That's the game. (laughs) If my mother put on a... uh, I'll I'll read it back for you. Uh, Bo Jackson said, if my mother put on a helmet, shoulder pads, and a uniform. All right. If my mother put on a helmet, shoulder pads, and uniform, she may be able to boss us around as much as our dad but Michael and Janet won't let that happen. (laughs) (laughs) This is his last name, Jackson. That's pretty good. All right. (laughs) All right. So we got some, we got Nate with some family politics going on there. Yeah. Um, Now, Joe, like any good competition, we need a scorekeeper. Mm -hmm. I mean, any good competition other than boxing, which is just confusing. I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> at any time during it, no, the athletes, the coaches, nobody knows what the score is. They're just kind of hoping for the best. Uh, but just like e- every other competitive game, we need a scorekeeper. Right. So, like shuffleboard. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Alan would like to thank you, Steve. Alan would like to thank <laughs> you. Oh no! What have I done? <laughs> A lot of references. <laughs> oh God! Here we could, go. could have used figure skating. That's okay. figure skating. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So um, how I'm going to do this is we're, I'm going to have you score it, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, and then I will read you back the correct quote. Oh, I love course. that. I love that. That's great. All right. So we had Marie. Um, she. <laughs> fly like a butterfly sting like a bee no one's as good as me no one's as good as me yeah a little, <laughs> little humble brag there yeah. from, from yeah. marie there we go uh, uh we we of course had molly with yeah. um uh suck it which i liked anytime well, you can kind of throw a suck it in there do you want to do you want to play it back molly i, I think she's... well there, there's a bit more uh preface for me there <laughs> okay here we go i got this see i got in trouble last week for my segment going too long i was trying to keep this quick but here we go oh, molly here we go it's almost like jay-z saying something bad about i said something brilliant about music because all i can hear is crickets so good alan drop in a flashback flashback your musical ability because all I'm hearing is crickets. Suck it. This has been a Balderdash Academy flashback. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> Alan. This has been a Balderdash Academy For the win. <laughs> all right. And then, of course, we had um, Bob who said um, it'll make, make it easier. Laying upside down in the grave will make it easier to kiss his ass. Yep. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we had Nate, uh, who really, that Bo Jackson quote was all about <laughs> his parents getting along. Um, Jackson 5. <laughs> part of the Jackson 5. All right. So, Joe, what do you got for scores here? All right. So, Maria's no one's as good as me. I actually, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm obviously the full like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I definitely know that reference, but I don't know the mm-hmm. second half of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Marie because she did rhyme. So, that's five. That's worth five right there. She also did the LeBron um, chalk clap as well oh, in the middle yeah, of Molly's. Call. So, she gets another five for that. So, I'm going to give Marie 10. Nice. Marie with the second Cass reference he, to sports. Cass he, who knows? <laughs> right? 
Um, Molly, uh, so Molly said your musical musical ability sounds like crickets or something like that. Yeah, and then it. I agree with you. Yep. All I hear is suck it. Yeah. Love that part. The suck it part. Um, who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't love that part? So I'm going to go 15 points for Molly's answer. Thank you very much. LeBron, yeah. you know, tries to keep it PG for the family. So right, right. suck it is definitely a kind of a LeBron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, suck it. Um, lollipops. I'm talking about lollipops. Um, Bob's <laughs> easier to kiss my ass might actually be the Bob Knight quote. So I actually think I know the quote. So I definitely think the Bobby Knight quote is easier to kiss my ass. So that's worth 50 actually the correct answer if it's not it's worth 49.5 okay okay yeah, 49.5 <laughs> if it's not correct because it should be that 50 if it is correct um nate's completely out of left field jackson five mm, that was good quote yeah i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give nate 50 points for just really Whoa. stepping up but then i'm gonna take 10 points, points away because he had to tell us the what the joke was <laughs> it was a golf 40 joke. points <laughs> 40 points. It's a golf joke. It's a golf joke. <laughs> <laughs> a golf 40 joke. points for Nate. Steve, for this segment, wow. you get 25 points because I love oh, wow. this segment. FYI. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Oh, my God. The points are so tight right now. I know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back. Let's hear those actual quotes quotes because I think everyone at home will enjoy hearing these. Uh, of course, we got Muhammad Ali saying, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. The hands can't hit what the eyes can't see. He did rhyme. All of his trash talk rhymed. He was brilliant. He still is. Well, clearly. He was a poet, basically. Um, Then we had LeBron James. LeBron James says, it's almost like Jay-Z saying something about bad about Soldier Boy. There's no comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I like Molly's quote better. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) We've got Bobby Knight saying, when my time on Earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want them to bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my ass. Ooh, that's yeah! 50. Give him the 50. Give him the 50. Points, oh, full 50. Does Bob and then, of course, we have Bo Jackson. If my mother put on a helmet and shoulder pads and a uniform, I'd run her over if she was in my way. And I love my mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so close, Nate. You were so, so wow. close. Be good to your All moms, right. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he loves his mom. It's just he's very competitive. <laughs> Don't run her over. <laughs> it is now time for our next thirty seconds or less. The randomizer returns. Ooh, I like that randomizer dance, Marie. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So, what is your favorite part? Of creating your art. Don't get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part of creating the art is the process. Um, from from beginning to end. Um, and knowing that if you put in good quality, that, uh, that the rest will follow and the audience will follow. But I don't really care about the audience. I care about the quality of, of the work. Hmm. Close All right, you hit the quality. The audience is going to follow suit. So mm-hmm. that was 30 seconds. There we go. Our points are visiting Professor Joe Swenson with 32 points, Nate with 76.6 points, Marie with 106.7. 0.7. Steve with 107 points. Oh, my God. 
myself with 112 and in the lead, Molly with 163.7 points. Oh my god. What happened? So that means that Molly will be doing our mask charade. Now, as you could have guessed, because I've said it three times, Mask Charade is the name of the next game. Joe sent his favorite movie to Molly. Molly will then play a game of charades with that movie as the topic. The rest of the faculty will don blindfolds and try to guess the movie based on my poor description of Molly's charades. Blindfolds on faculty. Faculty, are we ready? Yes, sir. Whoop! Almost. Okay, oh. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Do I look ready? <laughs> All right. You may begin. It is a movie. Okay. Two words. Pulp fiction. She's rowing backwards. She's paddling. She's lying on her back Big and doing fish. the backstroke. Now she's getting into it and wiggling. She's looks like she's dancing backwards. She's Finding watching Nemo. things go by her. She's holding her palm out, and she's picking something off her palm. Looking the at the Matrix, palm. she's eating something off her palm. Yes, that's it. Matrix, <laughs> you nice got job, it, buddy. Nice Are job. you serious? Yeah, you got great. it. Was it I couldn't think of any. Well, I could not think of anything. Done. So I'm like, I'm just gonna say the next movie that comes into my mind. You got it, my so man. What's funny? Nice what's job. funny is. Molly's doing bullet time, and I almost said, Molly's doing, doing bullet, bullet time. time. <laughs> oh, is that the, is that the, gun, yeah. the, the bullets, and then you miss them? Got yeah. it. Yep. All right. Nice. So, Joe. Good that was job, impressive. Nate. <laughs> well done, huh? How would you like to score? Um, I th- uh, Well, first of all, Molly's bullet time was absolutely spot on perfect. So that's 25 points. Um, yes. Ooh. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Nate didn't, say up, Molly. A, Nate didn't say <laughs> Nate didn't say a single word at all until the words <laughs> the and matrix fell right out of it. Uh, if you will. It was uh, an accident. <clears throat> it was like spent words. Is that right? Is, did I do that okay? Oh, like spent nice, bubblegum, nice. but spent words? Yeah. Spent mm-hmm. bubblegum, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring um, it back around. Yeah, so, I, so Nate, Call back. Nate, you get 51.3 points. Wow. 51.3. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Steve, you get 10 points for a really neat blindfold. Yes. And Marie, for tripping in the middle of nowhere, you get also 10 points. Bob, you. for Ten your points. for your wonderful effort in staying away from the actual description, uh, coming up with <laughs> what you were going with, that's uh, that's going to be worth thirty three point three points. Whoa, thirty three point three. I felt like I got hit by a rolling rock with thirty three. Uh. All right, <laughs> so our final points for this installment are. In last place, we have our visiting professor with 32 points. We have Marie with 116.7. Then we have Steve with 117. Nate with 127.9. Myself with 145.3. And still in the lead Mm -hmm. is Molly with 188.7. Luckily, we're going into Molly's favorite game. Join (laughs) us when we return with a pop quiz from Home Ec and Wellness and Technically Correct. 
only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! We All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place. We have our visiting professor, Joe Swenson, with 32 points. Next, we have Marie with 116.7. Steve with 117. Nate with 127.9. Myself with 145.3. And in the lead, Molly with 188.7. Seven. Sweet, sweet, sweetness. <laughs> it is time for our final pop quiz of the night. This pop quiz is from the professor of home ec and wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. What do you have for us? Hi, guys. So I know that currently when you're listening to this, it's January in Maine. And what happens to a lot of women here at that time in the year is shaving becomes optional. I mean, it's it's optional regardless, but especially in the wintertime, things can get a little much. And um, I sometimes forget to restock on shaving cream. So today I went to shave my legs and there was no shaving cream in the shower and I did not know what to do. Mm. Um... So, uh, you know, I, I would like some, some suggestions here, faculty. If you found yourself about to shave your face, shave your legs, Bob, shave your head, one of the things that we are all doing regularly, sometimes, um, what would you have done <laughs> yeah. if you did not have any shaving cream? Um, Nate. What? You're 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 working on that stubble there. It looks like you're 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 are you are you feeling a little prickly? Might you need to shave? What would you do yes. without shaving cream? Uh, it's funny that you should ask because I actually do not shave. I just use this method. Um, so what I do is I buy a pineapple. Now, mm-hmm. pineapples actually uh, they kind of eat you rather than you eat it, and I <laughs> I think it's the bromine in it. Bromide? Bromine, yeah, bromine, yeah. Uh, bromides within dissolved protein. Yeah, and uh, and so what you can do yeah. is you take that pineapple. Uh, I have three upstairs that I bought two years ago. So you let them get really old. They kind of turn into an ooze. Right. Yeah. And then uh, you stick it in the microwave for about three and a half seconds. Um, only for comfort. Only It doesn't do anything other than just make it uh, nicer. And then you just put it on the areas that you don't want hair. Um, and it will just eat that hair. Um, if you do go to sleep with it, though, it can blister like it oh eats a little my too much. dear god yeah mm-hmm. I, i've um, only done it three times so just for clarification um would would one pineapple cover one leg is this like every every part of my leg needs to be covered in pineapple How, that's like a, that's a good question the reason i have uh a few upstairs that are two years old the older they get the more um thick they get and the farther you can spread it um <laughs> so it, it okay. depends how, so, how it's a old spread. you're, you're spreading it on you got right. it okay. it's like a nice thank jam. you 
except it's years old. So fun fact, if you have a steak that's too tough, you can actually blend a pineapple with water, soak the steak in it for about two hours. One hour is best any longer, and it will start to dissolve the steak. Uh, and that's grown. your home ec and wellness tip for the day. <laughs> but you can actually you you can actually tenderize a tough steak using that's pineapple. So you just need to wash the pineapple off the steak before you cook it, or it'll dissolve the steak. Don't ever say this podcast didn't give you anything <laughs> other than it gives a headache. Me all kinds of things. <laughs> Um, well, Bob, since since you know so much about pineapples and the, the efficacy of them, what would you do if you didn't have anything to shave with shaving cream? So <laughs> I, I don't I don't actually use shaving cream. Um, I use okay. a bar of William shave soap. Uh, they're about okay. a buck a piece and they're perfect. But if I'm out of the shave soap, uh, not a sponsor, though, if you'd like to sponsor us. Balderdashacademy.com. Um, FAQ. So uh, in ancient Rome, what the gladiators in particular did, or just Romans in general, was they would cover themselves with olive oil and they'd use a, a stick to scrape the olive oil off. Uh, in fact, gladiators used to sell this used oil um, for perfume and for performance enhancement. Oh, it was just like, God. it's basically a sponsorship we have today. But that olive oil can be used on the scalp uh, for shaving. And the nice thing about the using of uh, the olive oil is that if you're really, really into it and you're missing going out to a restaurant, mix in some, some garlic powder, uh, mix in a little butter. And the next thing you know, not only are you clean shaven, but you smell like garlic bread. Garlic bread. Everybody loves garlic bread. Everybody everybody. loves garlic bread. You just walk into your significant other and say, baby, unlimited breadsticks for you. Is it carb free? (laughs) Is it? Is it? Yes. Yes. In this situation, it's completely keto friendly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, Steve. Do you do you shave? Do you know how to shave? Are you old enough for that? <laughs> yeah, so, so the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you ran out of shaving cream, Steve, for those adorable blonde Thank pieces of you. hair on your face, um, what would you do to remove them? All right, I actually I know the solution to this. This is going to sound crazy, but hear me out. Everyone on this show knows me pretty well, knows that I am a huge lover of cats. Uh, fans of the show will also know that because they've seen cats walking through my office here throughout the show. Now, mm-hmm. cats are really good at scratching things, uh, ruining things, tearing apart things. They're so good at it. And it's hard to love them some days. They're really they... selling cats for me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> now, the thing that you can kind of sick a cat with is a laser light. Okay, so what you can actually do is you basically shine the laser light on your head, get two cats nearby, and what they'll do is they'll just jump right on that bad boy. I'm I'm talking like a head in this scenario as if this is Bob, but you Mm -hmm. can also do this to your face. Uh, (laughs) You just shine that laser light around. They'll think it's yarn. They'll go go crazy. Just rip out all the unnecessary hair. Next thing you know, you're going to be looking like your best self. So laser cat hair yeah. removal. Cat scratch <laughs> fever. Laser yeah. cat hair removal. I'm going to back Steve up on this because there was one time we had a show 
it was too dangerous to drive home because of a snowstorm. So I crashed on Steve's couch. And I, when I fell asleep, I had a full head of hair. When I woke up, the kitten had solved my hair problem. <laughs> so you grew and that's hair. That's partially a true story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Molly, as someone who, uh, you know, you shave your legs, you're a runner, you get that speed. Oh, yeah. Like swimmers do. You get rid of the extra hair, cuts. Yeah. Um, What would you do if you didn't have any shaving cream? Uh, So what I would use or would recommend or do myself when I have no shaving cream is, you know, that old idiom, shave and a haircut, two cents. Now, Mm -hmm. it's actually a hidden message. Saying, if you can't get a shave or a haircut, what you can use is two cents. So all you need to do is get two pennies together. If you uh, clickety-clack them real fast together, they act like little, them. little... Yeah, clickety-clack them. They look like little mini tweezers. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of just... Now, it's a wee bit painful because it is a bit archaic. That came from 1742 when they really needed to use two cents to shave. But if if you're in a pinch, it'll do. Really, you're really rubbing those pennies together there. These have all been... Really, really helpful answers. Um, one of which is kind of close to something that I would have done. Um, before I tell you how I successfully got my legs nice and smooth today, um, Joe, I would love to go over these answers and have you help me score them here. We had, um, Nate who used an old pineapple and the oozing out of the pineapple to, to spread that ooze on the hair and it just, dissipates apparently um we've got bob who was using who uses a a shave soap rather than an actual shaving cream but he's throwing it back to the gladiators with the olive oil um and and you know making yourself like a garlic bread tasty treat um we've got steve with his cat laser hair removal um and we've got molly clickety clacking two pennies together to remove those teeny tiny hairs um these are answers that could potentially be used um uh i have a much simpler answer for you but joe please tell me how you'd give these fine faculty members some points damn fine i'll start with nate um man the pineapple idea was fantastic and and you had me with the bromine but Mm -hmm. you lost me at storing the pineapple for two years upstairs, like in your kids' room. Wait, wait, wait. I don't no, know. I'm in the basement right now. Oh, <laughs> how'd you bring the basement down like that? That was cool. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I saw him in the kitchen. Mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you 13 points. 13 points for that answer. Fair enough. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah basement no points. Basement points, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob, so so first of all, we had a fun fact. That's worth five points. Thank you for the fun fact. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we learned a little bit more about Bob because Bob sometimes feels reluctant to share about who he really is. And so we got the William Shave Soap, which is great. Uh, sponsor, potentially. Um, my favorite part, Please? though, is it doesn't even matter how you shave doesn't matter what you shave with if you come out smelling like garlic bread and it doesn't cause you to gain weight that's worth 25 points right there 
<laughs> so 25 points for Bob. Uh, then we had the here, laser. Your family. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, Steve, laser cat, laser cat removal. Um, that sounds dangerous. Mm, yeah. Mm, I like for dudes, for dudes, not a big deal. But I feel like if you start like, I don't know, throwing the laser pointer on a dog. Oh, yeah, that poor dog, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or your girlfriend. Oh, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I, uh, it seems like you're weaponizing the cats. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is it, it too powerful? Yeah. My idea is too, too powerful. Too powerful. Okay. Not, yeah. not recommended for a bikini wax. Right. We don't want, <laughs> we don't want this. Need the special yeah, yeah. Brazilian cat for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many? Hairless. Yeah. The hairless cat. A Brazilian. <laughs> Brazilian? No. A Brazilian. That's a lot of cats. Uh, <laughs> so, Steve, I mean, it was a far out answer. Don't get me wrong. It was a far out answer. I feel obligated from a charitable standpoint to give you 40 mm. points. So I'm going to give you 40 points out of charity. Wow. Wow. That's charity. Very charity charitable. points are, are more than basement points. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 13 you don't have to points, exchange them your answer got gross your answer got, I mean <laughs> there is an advantage to weaponizing cats I'm just saying alright uh, and Molly first of all great use of the word idiom that's an extra da, 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 that's da, da, da. an extra five bonus points right there yes yeah uh, the two cents hmm, man I mean I feel like you'll probably start a fire on your legs or your your chin or your head with those two copper pennies. Hey, penny. They might have been hay pennies back then in 1742. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give you 14 points. 14 <laughs> points. Wow. 14 okay. points. All right. But Marie, points. Marie, for the uh, for the question and for how animated you were, I'm going to give you 26 points. Thank you for those points. Um, and a great a thing that I have done in the past when I have run out of shaving cream, coconut oil, very similar to olive oil. Um, it, it 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 moisturizes your skin at the same time. I did not actively have any coconut oil in the shower with me today when I realized that I didn't have any shaving cream. But what I did have was conditioner. Most women have conditioner of some sort. So if you live with a woman or you, there's a, there, there's often conditioner found in showers. Little conditioner goes a long way, smooths those legs right up, slicks the hairs right off with a fine razor, and there you go. No yeah. shaving cream required. True. Wow. Boom. Are you implying that yeah. men don't use conditioner? I, I saw that subtle. I mean, some do. If, we, uh, what, if you want to have beautiful luscious hair like use? me and Bob, you really gotta. <laughs> what kind of conditioner do I use? Yeah, what's your soap. conditioner preference? <laughs> I use soap and beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've chopped my hair off, I have a lot more conditioner to spare. That changes things. Uh, Our points God right now. Darn it, son of a. Our biscuit. visiting professors at 32 points. Next, we have Nate. With 140.9 points, followed by Marie with 142.7. We have Steve with 157, myself with 175.3, and Molly with 200. 
107 <laughs> point Whoa. Oh, it was a seven. good one. It was a good thing. Okay, yes. you scared me. Molly <laughs> is a radio station right now. Next, we have our last 30 seconds or less question. And the randomizer returns. All right. Good one. So, Joe, in any aspect of your life, who are three people who have been the most influential to you? Only three? Um, well, we got 30 seconds. I only have 30 seconds. All right. So, uh, John Kerr, he was, my, uh, he was my theater director in high school. Um, I would also say, oh, man, there's so many. Um, Michael Crichton, author. Uh, he's been influential. I'd like to write like he does. And I'll go with um, Balderdash Academy. It's not a perfect. It's close like enough. Uh, it's a, if businesses can be people, Balderdash Academy can be a person. <laughs> All right. So it is now time for technically correct. Oh, so I will read a description of a movie that is technically correct. Our faculty members will return and answer as fast as possible. Joe will then award points based on the answers he likes best. Not necessarily the right answer, but the answer he likes best. The first movie, it's the story of daylight saving time. Marie, what do you have? Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, good answer. Groundhog's Day. All right, Steve, what do you got? <clears throat> it's Seven Samurai. Seven. I love that movie. Samurai. All right, Nate, what's your answer? Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Spoiler warning. And Molly. Uh, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. So we have... Uh, the story of Daylight Saving Time, Marie with Groundhog Day, Steve with Seven Samurai, Nate with Titanic, and Molly with Time Bandits. The answer was Sunshine, the 2007 <laughs> film about the sun going out and astronauts trying okay. to save it, Sunshine. Joe, how would you like to score? Um, Nate, Molly, and Steve, you get five points for trying, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Marie, for Groundhog you. Day, you get 15 points. Yeah, that's a good Thank answer. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So our next technically correct and uninvited guest is beaten by a sack. Steve, what's your answer? An uninvited guest is beaten by a sack. I'm going to say Rocky. Rocky. Nate, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with old school. Old school. Molly, what do you have? Um, <coughs> sorry. Bless you. Um, Bless you. Oh, you stole for time. I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the Batman with Scarecrow in it. It's the one with Scarecrow because he's got the Batman begins. Batman begins. That one. You're getting better with not having to have us name the movie and you just <laughs> describe it. So thank you, Marie. What's your answer? <laughs> um, Santa Claus. With Tim Allen. Okay. Santa, the okay. Santa Claus. So an uninvited guest is beaten by a sack. We have Steve with Rocky, Nate with Old School, Molly with Batman Begins, and Marie with the Santa Claus. The answer was Wedding Crashers. Oh. 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 Love that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sack 
is the name of the man who beats uh, John, I believe, in Wedding okay. Crashers. Nice. Okay. So, uh, awesome. so, Joe, how would you like to score? We're going to do the same thing. I know that's boring and probably not good for TV, but it's uh, Nate, Molly, <laughs> and Steve with I for trying. And Marie, we're like the same mind because I was thinking the Santa Claus. So you get 50. Nice. Sweet. Nice. Thank you. All right. Our third movie, an elite soldier is pushed to the edge on a domestic assignment. Nate, what do you have? Oh, the Shawshank Redemption, when they're on the roof, tarring the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Shawshank Redemption, Molly, what do you got? Uh, Oh, I had something. Where, what was it? Uh, Crap, no, I need to, I had something. um, What's the description again? An elite soldier is pushed. The toy soldier. Toy (laughs) soldier. All right, Marie, what do you have? Avatar. Avatar and Steve, what's your answer? Uh, Starship Troopers. Mm. Starship Troopers. All right. So an elite soldier is pushed to the edge on a domestic assignment. We have Nate with Shawshank Redemption, Molly with Toy Soldier, Marie with Avatar, Steve with Starship Trooper. The answer is the pacifier. It is the pacifier. <gasps> yeah. A great movie. Navy SEAL sent to protect a family. Mm-hmm. How would you like to score? Um, we had some good answers. Uh, first of all, Shawshank Redemption is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. So, Nate, you get 12 and Nate's a half points. Nate's two. Nate's <laughs> two. Nice, nice. Great, 12 great. and a half points. Uh, Toy Soldiers, which is hopefully what Molly meant, is one yeah. uh, from, the, yeah. from the 80s that I absolutely yeah. love. Yeah. So Molly gets 15 points. Um, the uh, Starship Troopers, um, I mean, love it. 10 points. I'm going to give you 10 points for that one, Steve. Marie, I forgot yours, so you get five. Avatar, thank you. Oh, and a good reason I forgot yours. It was Avatar. Five points. <laughs> Everything's papyrus. Everything's papyrus. Our last movie is... A carefree sitter tries to grow up and saves a buck in the process. Molly, what do you got? What's that movie with the uh, with the babysitter in, in the building? The pacifier. Wait, 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 no, wait. The no. one about the go- about Gosh, the uh, the it. sitter God. that it's, grows she up wears and a, then she wears sitting. a she wears a adventures in babysitting. Helmet? Yes, thank you. That one. <laughs> <laughs> So, Joe, this is Molly's tactic. <laughs> get the, get the guest right. to pick it. Nice, I like it. No, Molly I with Adventures in Babysitting 3, what do you have? Um, can you say the name, the description again? A, a sitter? carefree sitter tries to grow up and saves a buck in the process. Um, um, Hook. Hook. All right, Steve, what do you got? Uh, the word buck is lingering in my mind, so I'm going with the deer hunter. Mm. The deer hunter. All right. It has everything in there. It has the sitter. Nate, what do you have? Bambi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we have Molly with adventures in babysitting, Marie with hook, Steve with the deer hunter, Nate with Bambi. A carefree sitter tries to grow up and saves a buck in the process, describes... Uncle Buck. Mm. Oh, come on. I love that uh, movie. Wow. I knew I that, that movie. God Joe, darn it. Joe, how would you like to score? 
Uh, Molly's Adventure in Babysitting. That's actually the one that I had in my mind as well. So you get 15 points for that. Uh, Marie, I love Hook. Uh, so you get... So good. You get 15 points. The Deer Hunter... Bang a rang for Marie. So um, the Deer Hunter is worth 10 points by itself. But if you can give me the Dueling Banjos right now on the spot... Hey, my name my name is Alexander Hamilton. I'm here. <laughs> I like playing banjos every day. Uh, very nice, and they sound so sweet. I'm gonna go eat some deer meat. You get ten points for that. Nice, uh, Nate. Right. Nate, uh, I'm gonna give you ten points for Bambi just because I don't want the audience to hate me. But I'd, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you ten more points if you can give me the name of the skunk. I mean, sorry, Thumper the rabbit. Oh, there's both. Both. And a bunny. Bunny, that's what I meant. Thumper was the bunny. Thumper's the bunny. And, um... You know this. Uh... I have to. I'm a cocaine nose. Disney employee. (laughs) (laughs) That's it! Done. 12 and a half more points for Nate. So that's 22 and a half total. It's flower. The is named Flower! Flower. Oh. I have a fun fact about Bambi later. So... Before we get to our points and the moral of the story, we have a surprise game tonight. Don't we, Steve? We do? Because the show is not long enough already. So, guys, I know what you're thinking. This show. We are challenging the Oscars. The show needs to be longer. Um, So, all that time when I was nodding and looking like I was paying attention, I was actually creating an elaborate Mad Lib. (laughs) I've taken various things we have said from tonight, and I'm going to uh, turn it into a beautiful rap. Um, So, Bob, if you don't mind uh, just dropping that beat. Sick beats. Oh, God. Here we go. Hip hop heads, no, no, hip hop heads are going to recognize this, but for everyone else, this is to the tune of Ice Cubes. It was a good day. Here we go. All right. Yep, sure. I don't know if it's going to go to the right rhythm. Just waking up in Seattle. Gotta thank Joe. I don't know, but today seems kind of rainy. No <laughs> bromine from the pineapple and no smog. Mama cooked the breakfast with no sea cabbage. <laughs> I got my grub on, but I didn't shatner. Finally got a call from a girl I want to always flirt with. Hooked it up for later as I hit the door thinking, will I live another 3,000 Cubans? I gotta go, because I got me a sea cow. And if I hit the switch, I can make that ass flop. Had to stop at the Space Needle, looking at looking in the mirror. Not a armpit hair in sight. Nope. And it's everything is wicked sick. <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm place of where I am. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that was special. Here we go. Oh, it's okay. still going. I got a beep from Bo's mom, and she can play football all night long. Calling up the Washington football team and asking, y'all, which stadium full of Gregs are y'all playing football at? Get me on the field, and I'm trouble last week got a walla 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 <laughs> the freaking oh my god freaking oh my jesus okay where was walla 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 that's good you know what <laughs> ended there that was funny <laughs> all right all right that was okay. a special thing 
That was special. So that's it. That's for the bonus. Hopefully. So. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the final points to see who won tonight, it's time for the moral of tonight's story. So after talking to Joe, Joe, a person that we saw once, twice, sometimes three times a week for a year. This is the first time that we've seen him in five and a half months after playing the games and and laughing together again one thing is abundantly clear whenever joe is on the show and asks you to rap you best damn drop that beat and get to it mm-hmm. because frankly there's nothing else to say joe just screw it suck it all right so suck it no one's as good as me <laughs> It is now time for our final points. Let's see who won. In last place, but first in our hearts, is our visiting professor, Joe Swenson, with 32 points. Yeah, buddy. Next, we have myself with 175.3. We have Nate with 185.9. We have... Our reigning champion, now former reigning champion, Marie, with 192.7. We have Steve Coach with 197, and our new reigning champion with 247.7 points. Six time reigning champion, Molly. McGill tied with Nate for the most wins. Oh, I thought she overtook me with this. Ooh, baby, baby. You guys are now tied 6-6. It's on. It is on. I'm not as angry anymore. I thought you overtook me. Good job. I'm proud of you. I'd like to thank visiting professor Joe Swenson. Thank you, Joe. You do. Well done. Literally his... Well done. So, Joe, thank you for being a visiting professor tonight on Balderdash Academy. Uh, Links to all of Joe's work are and any work that's available now are in the description. See his films, buy his work, and if you have an opportunity to see his show, please do so. So, Joe, you're always welcome. Thank you. This was awesome. (laughs) This was so much fun, and and it's so great to see you guys. Man, I miss you guys so much. Same. So, thank you for visiting us at Balderdash Academy. I've been your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me tonight has been Coach of the Dashers, Steve Corning. Guys, we'll definitely get him next time. We have our Professor of Steam, Nate Green. I'll take Seasons of Love for 300, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we have our Professor of Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Happy to hand my crown to you, Molly. And our six-time reigning champion, <laughs> Professor of English Language Arts, Molly McGill. No one as good as me. I get the points, and you wanna see? You're coming back every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us tonight on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers. Clubber
Balderdash Academy was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2021, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning, all rights reserved.